0: O Lord, your words are sweet to the taste, sweeter than honey. Let them be our daily meditation and our study. Give us ears to hear, for we marvel at your instruction. Train us in righteousness. Grant us patience and persistence. And equip us for every good work. Inspire our faith and give us voices to proclaim your message. Guide our feet. Keep us from every false move. For you alone. You alone, O oh Lord, speak the words of life. Amen. Well, today we'll read from the third chapter of James in this. Well, it's to be, it was to be the third in our five, but it'll be the third in our four-part <laughs> series. Florence didn't want us to have too many sermons on James, I guess. Uh, Someone did tell me a few weeks ago, I should give you a little hint where to find this short book before I read from it. Uh, well, I tell you, it's kind of hard to give a page number because we have several different pew Bible translations and you may have brought your own Bible or study Bible with you. So let me just say, it's after Timothy, Titus, Philemon, and Hebrews. And before the several letters of Peter and John, if you get to Revelation, you are going way too far. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the challenges, the letters or the epistles, they're arranged not by when they were written, but by their length, with longest Romans coming first, then 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and so on. In our reading from the third chapter of James, the subject is the challenge and need Tame the tongue. Like other wisdom literature, James calls on images from nature to illustrate his point. In fact, he uses seven examples from the real world to illustrate his message, including, well, the sermon title, Horses, Ships, and Forest Fires. Listen now for God's message for us in the third chapter of James. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For all of us make many mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes is, is speaking, in speaking is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. If we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at the ship's. Though they are large, so large it takes strong winds to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among the members, our members, as a world of uh, iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and is itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by the human <coughs> species, but no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly. Poison, with it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing, my brothers and sisters. This ought not be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives, or a or a grapevine? figs. No more can salt water yield fresh. Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that, that your works are done with gentleness, born of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to to God. (coughs) O Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, originally I was supposed to read 12 verses, but if you were following along, you know I read the whole chapter. (laughs) That was the scripture for today, so we kinda, you get a twofer there. But the first 12 verses from that third chapter of James focus on one body part, the hardest one to tame, the tongue. Now he's not dealing with the rude gestures the tongue can make, (laughs) but with the main source of its power to do good or evil to be kind or cruel, to help or to harm. Speech. Speech matters. Some of our words may bring joy or heartbreaking sadness to someone's day or to their life. Sometimes just a few words can transform a person's life. Consider when someone says, I love you, or will you marry me? Or, we're pregnant. <laughs> or on the other hand, I'm leaving. I want a divorce. I remember the awful suspense as time slowed to a crawl. We saw a, a, a video yesterday of Sophie doing a cartwheel on Facebook, and they had it slow to a crawl so you could see her spinning in the space. Well, it's time slowed down like that for me as I watched a doctor approach me from across the intensive care waiting room. And I was trying to read his face, anxious to know what words he would speak about the person I had brought to the emergency room that day. Would he say, so far so good? Or would he say, I hate to tell you this, but we did all we could. Words can encourage, they can, they can plant a seed that grows into something happily life-changing. Or discouraging words can leave permanent scars. Speech matters. Now, did you catch the seven images James used to describe the tongue and its powerful conduct or product, speech? We'll get to them, but first, first he starts off this third chapter with a warning to teachers because their words have extra impact, lasting effects. It says teachers will be more harshly judged. Well, James wasn't just talking to the teachers at schools down the road, you know. He was talking to all who teach. Preachers are teachers. In fact, for the longest time, ordained Presbyterian preachers were called teaching elders in contrast to elders like Johnny and Ann and Brenda and Ronnie and me, who are called ruling elders. But school teachers and preachers aren't the only teachers who need to take care of what and how we speak. Parents are teachers too. And surely anyone who hears what you or I say learns something, not just information from our words or our accent but also about our feeling, our attitude, our character. Well, I back to those seven images. Several of them point to how the tongue is important way out of proportion to its size. Like a little metal bit can control a mighty horse. Like the rudder can control a huge ship. Like that tiny flame can lead to a huge forest fire. The tongue is a small thing, but it plays a large role in our lives. In Proverbs chapter 16, we read scoundrels concoct evil and their speech is like a scorching fire. Well, then James tells us that the tongue needs but resists taming. All the other beasts, all the other animals have been tamed by some human being, but no one's tamed the tongue. And he gets to our capacity to do good or bad with our speech with it we bless the lord our father and with it we curse those who've been made in the likeness of god from the same mouth come both blessing and cursing but this ought not be so well this discussion of the tongue being a kind of a two-edged sword that can do bad or good leads james back to the theme of integrity does a spring forth a spring pour forth both from the same opening, both fresh and brackish water. And I'm not talking about when we had those hot water problems like we do back then. <laughs> can a fig tree yield both olives or, yield olives or grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. He's encouraging us to be single-minded, that is devoted to God, Being devoted to God does not allow us to both bless and curse, both love and hate. If you read the Bible and it tells tells you you ought to hate somebody or something, uh, you're not reading the right verse. (laughs) You're not reading it the right way. In the first chapter of James, he told us how important it is to manage our speech. If any, think they're religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts. Their religion is... Worthless. And James also gave us a couple of tips for bridling our speech. He said, let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak. That's true on email, too. There's a whole lot of emails that would be better off if they were written and not sent until the next day. (laughs) Getting mad and hitting sin has led to a lot of regret. Psalm 39's prayer for wisdom begins this way. I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will keep a muzzle on my mouth as long as the wicked are in my presence. I was silent and still, and I hold my peace. To no avail. My distress grew worse. My heart became hot within me. While I mused, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. That image of the a, a tongue being like a flame, a fire, is Old Testament as well. Well, the tongue is a two-edged sword, one that can bless or curse, bless the Lord, or curse God's children. Blessings and curses, choice is ours. Well, it's kind of like what Moses said in the 30th chapter of Deuteronomy. Moses is quoting, quoted as saying, I call on heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death blessings, and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him. For that means life to you. Well, to summarize, use words wisely and well. Make your words, your thoughts, your deeds pleasing to God, in word and in deed, Be doers of the word and not merely hearers. Thanks be to God. By the power of the Holy Spirit, go forth to serve your neighbor, to love people you don't even like sometimes, and to live in witness to God's love and mercy. Now the blessing of God, source of life, power of life, redeemer of our lives be with you now and always.